0: Welcome to the Riot Podcast, where we have practical discussions on how to share your faith, see the news from God's eyes, and answer some of faith's hardest questions.
1: Welcome to the Riot Podcast, everyone.
0: This is Bob Shoneman alongside Pete Robertson. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, Pete, I'm back in the studio today. Yeah, me too, but I'm just a little tired. Oh, come on.
1: Let's go. I know. Let's bring go. up your speech. I need some positive speech right uh, now. I
0: know. It's hard when your brain's asleep. Your it, body's awake, but your brain's asleep. So why are you staying up all night? Uh, I just, I did a red eye last night. Oh, that will do it. Yeah. I got up. Uh, we went, we left Las Vegas at 1040 Oof. PM Oof. and we had landed in Orlando, Florida at 608. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And And we didn't sleep. I didn't sleep at all. So that's
1: not what I heard. I heard you he got 10 minutes sleep.
0: That's what my wife said, but it's not true. I She can say it all she wants. It's not true.
1: <laughs> oh, don't pick on your wife. We, we were in Vegas. She would not lie. We you. were in
0: Vegas for uh, a celebration of life for my uncle. Yeah. So it was nice just yeah. seeing all the family. And, you know, we've done it. Um, we used to, the whole family, would get together every Christmas. And so we would always see each other because we did a big shindig and and, and made it fun and and for the last five, six, seven years, we have not all got together, and so it was kind of like that again. We all got to see each other, hanging out together. Um, but it was that it was nice that way. But a patriarch uh, in our family died, and my uncle, and uh, he was a he was a big, huge, you know, role model to a lot of us, and impacted us, and you know, I, so much. So I wrote about him in my book. So you know, it's uh, he was a, it's a big deal. So it was emotional that way, but it was good.
1: We used to do family reunions all the time. Yeah, I love but it. It's just like twenty years ago. They just stopped, and and it's, now it's like that. It's like the only time we ever all get together is when there's a funeral, yeah, or I, a wedding. But I, there seems to be I more funerals. It. I a love
0: family. Yeah, I love getting all the family together, and uh, it was nice doing that. So, yeah, we did it at Lake Las Vegas. It's that place is crazy. It's beautiful. There's mansions everywhere. All the famous people live there.
1: Pretty golf course.
0: Oh my gosh. I, I didn't play, but my brothers played and they said that it's challenging. It's beautiful and Isn't challenging. Yeah. It
1: looks like a, when you fly over it, it looks like a green carpet. It looks just perfect.
0: So if they shot an 84, they did pretty good then. Um.
1: Yeah, I'm guessing so. Yeah, I know. I don't, I've never played it. I don't know how yeah. tough it is, but I'm sure we have some fans and uh, some listeners in Vegas that have probably played the course. Before. Yeah, if
0: I shot 104, I'd be doing really good.
1: <laughs> I, haven't, I need to start playing again.
0: I, my worst, more, worst golf I've ever played was with you when I played that one time.
1: I think that's the last time I played as well. Oh, I see. shout out to Jay Jay Shader. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Vegas, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's where it's at. It's so right. I was in
1: Vegas last week too. So I think we passed in. We must have passed in the airport.
0: Yeah, you were there for what Monday through Thursday?
1: Yeah, and I I left Friday afternoon, and I was there
0: Friday through Monday. Yeah,
1: so we had the the whole week covered. Yeah, that's cool.
0: Yeah, I was there on the first night we were there Friday. Uh, Christine and I walked down the strip. And we, man, it was ugly. I mean, I just felt the demonic presence. Yeah. It was just dark and found ourselves praying for people. Yep. And, and, um, you know, it's, it, we went with, again, the mentality was to bless sweet life into people to love people. Um, but it's hard. I mean, cause it's, I mean, half naked people everywhere and, and, and just people dressed crazy and weird. Yeah. And you, you know what, it,
1: you know what I noticed I had, I, my hotel was, um, almost a mile away from where the convention was. And so I was walking back and forth every day. And I, I don't know if you noticed this or not, but I was just shocked at the number of homeless people. Yeah, everywhere. They, they were just, and they're just sleeping under trees and on the sidewalk. And it just broke my heart. I mean, I was just, and like you said, you're kind of walking with purpose and, yeah. you know, walking and praying for people as you see them. And, and you see it in people's faces. And again, I, I think we talked about this on a show before. Um, the, the one thing that it just, that I don't. I, I. really notice when I'm there, is there's two extremes. You got people that are just like absolutely down on their luck, no hope, mm. no, nothing, and then you have people that are just celebrating life. Yeah. And there doesn't seem to be a whole lot in the middle. Yeah. It's just which to me is depressing because yeah. the darkness, like you said, is is everywhere. And I was just. I, again, just really moved with the amount of homeless people. And I was talking to one of my uh, Uber drivers uh, on the way to the airport and talking about the homeless. And he's like, he's telling me the story about, um, you know, all these people that live underground. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, look it up, the hmm. moles of Las Vegas. And apparently there's communities that live in the tunnels underneath the city. Yeah. I'm going to have to it's look crazy. that up. Yeah. Crazy. I heard
0: that before. I just never did it. So yeah, I'll, I'll I mean, I it to read didn't
1: it. occur, you know, just like they're you know, right living right underneath you. And uh, so it's kind of sad. So there's a lot of darkness there. I, I was there for a convention, which actually yeah. went really well. Um, learned lots of good stuff and met, met some met some good people. And and so that was cool. So I've got some stuff I can kind of take back. If from my anybody, business, but-
0: anybody out there listening, if you uh, need to sell a home, list a home, e- EXP with Bob <laughs> Shoneman is, is your, your thing. And it doesn't matter what state you're in, he can take care of you. Trust me. Uh-huh.
1: Thanks for the commercial, Pete. I appreciate that. Yeah,
0: call, call, call out to, call out to, yeah, today's, today's show sponsor. That's yeah. right. So, but seriously, God is just blessing this man and, and, and just hearing how God is, is just pouring out his goodness in his life. And it just blesses me. It blesses all of his friends around him. And um, if you are looking for a realtor that is top notch, I promise you, you can't go wrong with Thank Bob you, and his team and Thank his you. team, not just himself. That's right. But, and his team. That's right. so. Awesome. So, surrounds himself. With with we're talking about the Vegas back. Yeah. I I you know I don't understand why people want to be half naked and drunk all the time, but that seems to be the the the, yeah, you know, it's the like basis. They get and, and Pete,
1: I'm like you said. I was in the airport on Friday leaving, and I'm noticing as people coming off the airplane, I'm like who wears outfits like that yeah. it's just like well, i'm going to vegas i mean that I'll leave all in ambition aside you that know, that
0: whole statement when in vegas stays what uh, happens in vegas stays in vegas i think lot. that really in their people's minds that's what they think when they get there
1: it must be it's just
0: and so i went with that same stain too what happens in vegas stays in vegas so i went to say i'm going to be a blessing to amen. people and i want that to stay in vegas and so i had a we had a drunk Irish man that sat next to us and uh, we were, we were going around playing these horse races. So I wanted to, I, Christine and I just wanted to sit and just talk with people. So we found this thing that has five on one side, five on the other side, and you can just converse like you're, you know, you're, you're playing these horse races and it was really cool anyway. So I got to talk with this guy drunk as a thing, but I just really <laughs> drunk just, a but I just poured out into him, just loved on the guy. And I saw him another day after that. And and I just reminded him of our conversation. He says, "Man, thanks for remembering me." And then he goes, "I love you, man." <laughs> and, and and he's like, did I just say he loves you. I was like, "Yeah, he just said, cuz you know, that's, that's just awesome. that's what I wanted. I wanted to love on the guy." Uh-huh. And um, and so we were going uh, up to our room the last night that we were there and this kid, this 21, 22-year-old kid was just depressed as all get out and um for whatever reason, he looked at me and he just started pouring his heart into me. He said, "I'm depressed, and I'm horrible, and I just lost everything, and and I'm just like my heart is breaking." I just "Yeah, that can happen in Vegas. That's why you, I mean this is not something you want to be doing. You know, yeah. just you're young enough now. Learn from this. Don't ever come back to this state. You don't want to have this feeling, you know." And uh, as I did that, God just really pressed on my heart. He says, "He's my child." he's my child. I want you to, you know, just pray for him. So I just started praying for him right there. And it just, my heart broke. My wife's heart broke as she was standing next to me. And as he went, I just pulled out some cash, some hundreds or whatever. And I just gave it to him. And, and I don't remember everything that I said, but it was more like, you know, be blessed and just, you know, end on something on an up on a, on a good thing. And just don't go back to that. Stay away, just keep walking away. And I don't know what he's going to do with it, but you know, we were able to bless them and, and so forth. But again, you can, if you're going to Vegas, if you have to go for your, your convention or if there's something else there, I, I pray that you don't go with the wrong mindset. If you do, you're going to fail. You're going to fall short. It, there is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It was overwhelming. It's everywhere. But if you go with uh, with knowing that you're going to be a blessing, you're going to speak life to people. Um, and you're gonna, you know, gonna do what God wants you to do, have eyes to see according to God, adjust your life according to what he wants, um, then you, Vegas can be okay, it could be, a, I mean, we had amazing dinner at this Irish, uh, uh, this Italian restaurant in Mirage, and, um, and it could be a blessing, we were blessing this this waiter Rocco, Rocco if you're here, because we told you about Riot Podcast, so if you're <laughs> hey, listening, um, you know, it, we can bless, we bless this man, you know, so it's just, Go be a blessing and and just don't go with the right wrong mindset because your eyes will fail you. That's so good. And you're, you know, you'll do something that you probably wish you never did. So. I
1: love that idea of going with a with a purpose of blessing people. I mean, if you yeah. ask God to put people in your path, I mean you should be doing that every day anyway, but if you go to Vegas and ask God to put people in your path that you can bless and yeah. speak words of life to, yeah. I it won't take long, I guarantee it. I mean, we're we, everywhere. We
0: left Vegas. My wife can testify to this. We left Vegas on a high, we left Vegas just filled with the goodness of God. And, um, and so it's that's it. All right, so we're done almost. All right, everybody's like, What are you guys doing in Vegas? Well, now we just shared and we gave you I context. took my wife on a cruise, kind of. Oh, about that's that. right. Uh, Man, it was
1: so awesome. I got. Uh, Kind of just a week alone with my beautiful wife. Um, the the grandparents came down and took care of Sammy, and uh, we were out in the Caribbean and just it was just awesome. We went to Saint Thomas, Saint Martin, and uh, the private island in the Bahamas, and we just had a just a just a great time. There's a there's nothing like coffee on the balcony, and reading you know reading your Bible on the balcony. It was just.
0: Yeah, we it, saw the pictures. I was a little jealous. Yeah. It, it was so pretty.
1: It was it yeah. was just awesome. It's just a great time. And honestly, I made that mistake in Vegas. So there's a difference between your phone Bible and your paper Bible oh, yeah. people. Night so and day. I took my paper Bible on the cruise. Vegas I only took carry on, so I'm like, I gotta keep it as light as possible. Yeah. I didn't take my paper bible and I missed it. Huge so, difference. I'm trying to read it on the phone and it's just not the same. Nope. So I'm not trying to pick on you people that like reading your Bible on the phone. I know I, I'll I know pick people on you. that do it. I'll, I'll pick on you People go ahead pick and get on you. your regular bible, you need a paper bible.
0: <laughs> underline it, outline it, write your notes, cross-reference. Yep. Just my bible is my best friend. Yeah. So note
1: to self, when you go on a trip, make sure you always take the cuz I made two trips in 2 weeks. One I took, one I didn't and uh, it makes a big
0: difference. So That's right. my advice for the day. That's awesome. I'm excited. Are we going to do a show or was that it? A- yeah, no, no, we're going to do, but we're going to get back to Colossians. So we're oh, finishing up right. with Colossians. We're going to do one more show on the book of colossians but we've just whizzed whizzed through it is that right we just that's okay yeah okay i didn't want to say (laughs) (laughs) i think you're fine i think you're fine and uh don't think any more into (laughs) it stop where you're at and so we've gone through it and it's just been such a blessing i i've it's become i've have a newfound respect for the book of colossians and uh, there's so many nuggets in it and today we're going to talk about another huge nugget uh, towards the end, uh, when it talks about the the salt that we're to be salty and um, and what significance that has in our own life, but I
1: thought being salty was a bad thing until we we were doing yeah. our show prep this morning.
0: I, I told my wife and says, "Honey, are you salty?" And I licked her skin and says, "Oh yeah, you're really salty." That she's salty. <sighs> oh, yeah, let's get back to the okay. show. Okay. Actually, you know what? Everybody's we, lift. People are laughing right now when lift. they heard that. <laughs>
1: You're salty, all right. Let's uh, let's pray, right. Father. We love you. We thank you for this opportunity to uh, do this podcast. We we pray for our listeners out there. We pray that uh, that they would they would hear and grow cl- grow closer to you uh, because of the our, our these two crazy guys who are talking to them today. So, Father, uh, as we open up your Word and we thank you for it, um, just pray that you would touch our hearts, that uh, you would speak to us through it. And, uh, and just look forward to what you're about to do in this show today. Thank you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. How
0: about I do the opening statement and you do the reading? Yeah, let's do it. Let's start, change let's it up today. Let's do Mixing it up. All right, so the opening statement says, The power of speech is a gift from God and it must be used the way God ordains. In the book of James, chapter 3, the tongue is compared to the bridle and the rudder, a fire and a poisonous animal, and to the fruitful tree and to fountain. These three pairs of pictures teach us that the tongue has the power to direct, the power to destroy, and the power to delight. The tongue is but a little member in our bodies, but it can accomplish great things for good or for evil. In our reading today, Paul is joining to going to point out three important ministries of speech we as Christians all have. So let's read Colossians 4 verses 2 through 6 and unpack these Verses. Let's do it. Continue
1: steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. That's timely. At the same time, pray also for us that God may open to us a door for the word to declare the mystery of Christ on account of which I am in prison, that I may make it clear which is how I ought to speak. Walk in wisdom towards outsiders, making the best use of the time. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. Thank you, Paul.
0: Okay, so we see three key areas here that Paul is talking about. The first main area of speech we see is that we must always be praying. So I know that we've done many shows, I think, on prayer. We've talked about prayer a lot, but this is kind of a little bit different. So we're going to talk about characteristics of prayer. Um, you know, prayer and worship are perhaps the highest uses of the gift of speech. Paul was not ashamed to ask his friends to pray for him. Even though he was a, an apostle, he needed prayer support of, uh, for himself and his ministry. In these few words, Paul described four characteristics of a satisfying prayer life. And so it's like, you know, we could probably talk about prayer, Uh, So many different ways, like, you know, answered prayer and how, why prayer is not answered. Maybe we can cover that a little bit, but there's so many different areas of prayer that we can talk about. But here are four characteristics, simple characteristics that Paul is talking about. First characteristics is what is that?
1: Prayer is faithful.
0: So he said that he says, continue in prayer. So what does that mean to continue in prayer?
1: Well, it reminds me of another verse of paul's where he says pray without ceasing yeah i think mean, like it's it's kind of just a, a mindset or it, it's an ongoing dialogue um with with our god i think
0: so i i, I thought about this for a second so when it says continue to pray so that's i if i was in a lifestyle of sin or a lifestyle of disobedient the only time that i really pray is when i need something and so when I'm praying, oh God, help me with my finances this week. Oh God, help me with my marriage. It sucks. Or God, and that's really how we pray, and that's our focus. It's constantly on that. That's not what this is talking about. Mm-hmm. This is talking about an, an, when you have an attitude of prayer that it's that it's a con- constant surrender of your will for to God's will. A constant surrender of your flesh to walk in the spirit. So you're you're giving. You're having communion with the Father. Thought. Bump. Yeah,
1: instead of using prayer as a last resort, it's the f- it's the first thing that comes to mind, or it gets to a point where it you don't even think about it. It's yeah. just because it's an attitude. Yeah, it's just how you go about your day. It's just a, re-
0: it's that whole relationship thing, right? Yeah. Well, and again, so going back to the sin part, I mean, David, I just I shared this with in our prep time this morning, but David said that you know, God guard the iniquity of my heart so that my prayer may be answered. And he said that, and what he was saying is that, you know, he knows that there's sin, and if he's in sin, that his prayer, God cannot have anything to do with prayer, because people are, well, God's never answered my my prayer, you know, I've been praying for a long time, and he still hasn't answered, so he's not real God. Well, the, the problem isn't with God, the problem is with you, God's not going to change, God's perfect, God's holy. It, the problem is you're not adjusting your life to what god's doing it's like the connection's broken the connection is gro- broken yeah, yeah. and so that's why when you look at your lifestyle and if you have a consistent prayer life where there's there's humility there there's surrender there there's you know there's a constant repentance there then i would say that you have a healthy life i would say that you have a healthy walk with the lord and that god then can answer your prayers that god can hear your heart and and he wants to bless you exceedingly abundantly more than you possibly think or imagine it's it's god is god wants to answer our prayer times 10. he wants it's like what we think we need or what we think we are at god's like no i want to even give you more he's a blessing god but he cannot bless us if we're in a pattern of sin he cannot bless uh, and answer our prayers if we are separating ourselves from his perfect will and so again, so it's talking about being a continue in prayer. Uh, Sin's gonna separate that. Sin is gonna cause you not to be in continued prayer. If you're only praying in the morning and you're praying at night and you're praying when you need stuff, you got there's there there's a separation there. You need to really you ask yourself, God, you know what do I need to repent of? What do I need? You know, if there's sin, there's something in my life that I need to turn so that He can answer your prayers. I'm telling you. You don't want to be on the wrong side of God in this. <clears throat> you want to you want to be on the right side in the surrender, in prayer, continually, so that you can have the blessing of God upon your life. Because if you're walking according to His will, it's nothing but the best for you, guaranteed. That make sense. Yeah,
1: no, that's really good because I mean, there's been times in my life when I, somebody said, "Well, you got to be continually in prayer," and something you just said kind of sparked this. I'm like, "Well, yeah." So I thought that meant. You know, praying when, praying when you wake up or after you read in the morning and praying at meals and praying before you go to bed. Okay, that's No, that's not what we're talking about. It's more of a, it's an attitude. It's There's no start and stop to it. I think yeah. that's probably the way to put yeah. it that. It's just, it's a constant attitude. It's a constant um, mindset. Man, I don't even know if that's the right word, but I, it's the best I can come up with. It's an attitude and a mindset of fellowship with god and I, and I continue there's no there's no disconnect no there's there's no time where I well, turn it off and I, I used to think of this as like in silos where you know i had my you know my work silo and and family silos and stuff like that there should be no silos no it's who you are all the time that's it and so that's that's awesome yeah all right well the second characteristic is prayer should be watchful what does that mean
0: well paul used the word being watchful and in and it's it's okay so if we're praying without ceasing we have to always tell ourselves listen our our life has nothing to do with us our life has everything to do with God and so when we get up in the morning we are his ambassador the Bible says that we put on our full armor of God in Ephesians 6 and God says that we are to pick up our cross and follow him so every day we are his ambassadors we are his children to go about doing his work and so if that is the case then God must be at work all around us right because it's always about him it's always about him and I've said this many many times every circumstance is an opportunity to bring glory to God good or bad every circumstance and so here's a perfect example this morning we got on we got on the plane and um we were up in the very front of the plane and, um, we went there just so we can get some sleep or did the red eye. I wanted to make sure I get some sleep. And, and so I, we tried to get to sleep and, and, lo and behold, the flight attendants, I don't know what they were thinking, but they all four, con- um, uh, came right there at the front of the plane and they were talking loudly with each other, telling their stories and everything throughout the whole plane. And so all of us that were trying to sleep, which was every single person around me, were trying to sleep, there's these four flight attendants just talking extremely loudly. So I had two choices. I can be non-watchful, or I can be watchful. So I could have taken it on my own and been in the flesh and said, I cannot believe this. I deserve, I paid good money to be up here. I deserve to be able to sleep and rest in peace. And how, I mean, why are they not considerate of other people? Why are they, I mean, what's wrong with their minds? Why are they even doing this? I don't understand this. I could say something to them. Could you please be quiet? We're trying to sleep, you know? Um, But I didn't. And God immediately just put it on my heart and says, I want you to pray for them." And so I spent a good long time. I don't know how long, but I just started praying for him. And, and it's like, I, I knew that I was being watchful. Again, it wasn't about me. It's about God. So God allowed that, I guess, to happen in that moment, because I'm sure he could have put it on their hearts to say, shut up. I'm sure he could have, but it didn't happen. And so it's not about me. It's about him. So I, he said, Hey, I put you in that position up front so that you can pray for them. Because the, the Bible says the prayer of the righteous availeth much. And they might not know how to pray for themselves. They might be in positions where they're not close with the Lord or whatever that is. So God gave me as his ambassador the opportunity to lift them up in prayer. That is what it means to be watchful. And then not only hap- not only that, so once we landed, we got to the gate. Well, lo and behold, it took 30 minutes before our jet ramp gate operator to bring the thing up. We had to sit there looking at the gate, sit there, the not worst. come up for 30 minutes, literally 30 minutes. If I was in the wrong frame of mind, agitated, irritated because of <laughs> what they were doing, can you imagine how much more worse that would have been? But we had the right frame of mind. I was in an attitude of prayer. I was being watchful knowing that God was at work. There, that's that's exactly what that is. That's
1: awesome. What a picture. You said a couple times there. It's not about me. It's about what God wants, and it reminded me of the you were telling that story you just shared with them about the elevator. And uh, but we were talking about that story in the in the show prep. And the part that struck me is sometimes you know we think well it was about a blessing for that young man or as a blessing you know for me to be able to give as a blessing, when maybe. It was all about the other people that were in that elevator. They needed to witness a sacrificial, yeah. you know, event. So again, just God, God knows. He He knows what He's doing. We just need to be obedient, and we'll talk more about obedience later because that's that's fascinating.
0: Yeah, there's there is no po- power in dull, lifeless lip praying. If there is no fire on the altar, the the, the incense will not rise to God's. Uh, ears psalms 141 2 says real praying demand spiritual energy and alertness and this can come only from the holy spirit of god routine prayers are unanswered prayers think about that routine prayers are unanswered prayers
1: we've been um, so for for dinner we usually have our daughter pray and, she, and she's gotten kind of into this <laughs> routine of just saying the same thing every time and we, we're trying to share with her That you know, you know. Look, God, this is a relationship with God. You need to be talking to Him like you talk to us. Well, actually, no. Don't do that either. (laughs) Because be one-word answers: yes, no, good, fine. You know, so (laughs) that's not what we want either. But we've we've been trying to share with Samantha that you know, the routine it's it 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 loses its meaning, right? Yeah. When it's just you know, thank you for our food, thank you for our day. You you know, it's just it becomes a routine. There's you're not putting any effort into the relationship. And I mean, if we did that with our spouses, we just said the same thing, honey, I love you, thank you, you look great. Yep. And we do the same thing every single day, yep. it would have no meaning and no, yep. it, it, there's no power in that whatsoever. Um, so
0: that's one of the things, so when you read that, I'm like, ah, oh, I, mean, I was about thinking it. about that. So I'm sitting there and, and I'm praying for these flight attendants and I said, like, God bless them, amen, help them, amen. And that's my routine. I did my job, man. I prayed, right? Yeah. There's there's nothing behind there's no that. Effort. That's just yeah. a routine that I did is something there. But God says, no, I want you to pray for them. Yeah, God's like, ah. Yeah, <laughs> pray for them. And so, yeah, so that's it. So good being stuff. alert, so being watchful. All right, what's the next characteristic we see here?
1: Good. Third characteristic we see is that we should be thankful. What a good time of year to talk about thankfulness.
0: Yeah, I was I was thinking in... in 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 18, it says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So, you know, have you ever heard some people say, what is the will of God? Well, right here, 1 Thessalonians 5, 18 says, If you want to be in the will of God, give, be thankful in all circumstances. What does all mean, Bob? Hold on, let me look it up. It means all, Pete. All, all is all. That? You cannot get any more than all. Yeah. Right? So so give thanks in all. That means everything that happens in your life, see it from God's perspective.
1: It reminds me of James 1. Consider it pure joy. Always. Yeah.
0: And it, it doesn't make sense to our natural mind. No, it's And not it natural. doesn't make sense to the flesh. But in the spirit, it makes sense because in every circumstance, God is there. And it's not about you. There's a purpose whoa, 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 whoa. behind it. Say that again? Yeah, it's not. It's not about you. We make everything about we ourselves. Do. And so especially when the circumstances, oh, I feel I'm tired. Like right now, I'm really tired, but right? I can make it all about those. I can I can do a woe is me thing right now, right? <laughs> no, you can't. But it's not about me. Christine won't let you. No, it's always about him. And so in every... If we want to be in the will of God... Then be thankful in all circumstances, Amen. and that's what it's talking about. That's the key in this. All right, what's the next ca- characteristic?
1: Prayer should be purposeful.
0: Yeah, he said, pray also for us. So, um, I how many times have you if you're a leader and you're listening to this and and you lead other people, um, it's sometimes it's hard to be vulnerable with the people that you're leading, and sometimes it's hard to, um. You know, ask for prayer. You know, in certain things. Well, it, I think it's because of the culture, right? We've been, we've grown up in a
1: culture where showing weakness is, or being vulnerable is showing weakness. Yeah. And and leaders are like, oh, I can't I can't be weak in front of my leaders. But that's not really what it's not really weakness. I yeah. mean, it, again, it's just in the flesh, it doesn't make sense. In the spirit, it completely makes sense.
0: And and again, if you ask for prayer and you're as a leader and you're off a little bit. Um, you you possibly will be asking for a selfish prayer mm. and 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 so there's fear there and so you just like how do i ask for a prayer for this and i don't want to be selfish i don't want to bring like you know whatever and so with paul because paul was a surrendered life paul's asking for prayer but his heart is like hey i'm all about god's work it's not about me it's about him and 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 i and i want and god is just putting on my heart to To ask for prayer that I that I speak with wisdom, that I speak with proper insight, that I can proclaim the gospel to my co-workers, that I can proclaim the gospel to the people around me, that next time I'm faced with a circumstance that I have the wisdom that I need, that I speak with truth, that I do it in boldness, and so if we are walking with the Lord, our prayers are going to be something like that. It's going to be like Lord. You know, give me wisdom of how to spend this money the way that you want it to be spent. Right. Lord, give me, Lord, help me with the, the strength that I need to, to keep my eyes focused on you and not on the things of the world. It's going to be like, Lord, help um, strengthen my marriage so that it's a light, Lord, to this world, that we become stronger and that my wife be shine as I, as I, as I present her before you every day. It's it's something in that realm, is that's how Paul was teaching us to prayer. So that's that's what it's talking about. Is this be purposeful in how you're praying, but be be understanding that you want to bring glory to God. That's that's what it's saying. Like. You want your prayers to to represent and elevate, bringing Him glory. It's almost like if if your prayers are asking
1: God to teach you or build you or shape you you're, you're probably in good shape it's i think where we get in trouble pete is when we start asking god to change our circumstances and things like that yeah He's yeah, like well no i put you in that circumstance because i've got something
0: to teach you but so. it's again making it about us and if you're yeah. listening again ever you have to constantly keep telling yourself no this is not about me this is about him and, and it's not that god is allowing bad things to happen to your life because he's mad at you He's allowing it so that you can see the goodness of God and get you through it. He's allowing things to happen so that you can see that he is for you, not against you. He's allowing it so that he can, he can help strengthen your faith to help g- give you more of a clarity and more vision and more insight into your life. If you don't face hardship or circumstances, how do you know if you ever had a good if you always had a good, how do you know how you had a good? You're just, this is the way life is. But once you face hardship, once you face circumstances that are pressing and so forth, and you learn to rely upon Jesus and learn to, to allow Him to get you through it, you then start realizing, oh my gosh, God is so good.
1: I heard a great example of this uh, last night, actually. So the disciples got in the boat to go to the other side of, uh, on the Sea of Galilee, right? And then the storm came up. They were in the center of God's will, they were doing exactly what God told them to do. They got in the boat. They're going somewhere else, and they got still got stuck in the middle of a storm, even though they were in the will, in in the center of God's will. So just because you're in the center of God's will doesn't mean you won't face storms. But
0: Jesus was in the boat with you, Mm. so and and he was sleeping. And he's sleeping right. He's in the front. Don't you know we're gonna (laughs) die? Don't wake me up. Yeah. Yeah. But and and again, it just. But see, you never experience the supernatural power of God if you don't go through these things. And so again this is that we want to always be purposeful but understand that lord give me strength and give me wisdom give me the eyesight the seed to hear lord your perfect will lord i want to be obedient to you i want to get through this warren weirsby said it has been said that the purpose of prayer is not to get man's will done in heaven but to get god's will done on earth Prayer is not telling God what to do or what to give. Prayer is asking God for that which he wants to do and give according to his will. Prayer is not overcoming God's reluctance. It is laying hold of his willingness. That's really good. Yeah, you can't say it any better than that. So again, it's we have to constantly, when we go to God in prayer and we're constantly in prayer, we're saying, God, here I am, send me. Lord, what is it that you are asking of me? Lord, give me strength to do your perfect will So that's it. All right. What's the next? All right.
1: The next area of speech is we can proclaim God's word.
0: Hmm, Colossians.
1: Yeah. So let me read that part again real quick. It says that God may open to us a door for the word to declare the mystery of Christ on account of which I am in prison that I may make it clear which is how I ought to speak. So there's an example right there, Paul. Uh, What we were just talking about, Pete, is Paul's like Paul's not asking for prayer to get him out of prison. Nope. Right. I mean so there it is
0: yeah he's you know he's asking for the doors of ministry to be opened and and again it's when you have the right attitude towards prayer it's always going to reflect the goodness of god and what he is going to do for you what he's already done for you and um, we just want to worship him we want to praise him we want to bring him glory um, and all of that. I, Francis Chan said, uh, Christians today like to play it safe. We want to put ourselves in situations where we are safe, even if there is no God, but if we truly desire to please God, we cannot live that way. And, and what he's saying here is that he wants to proclaim God's word, but he wants to do it. He wants to do it in such a way that, um, um, it's his lifestyle. It's everything that he is. It's, it, I just lost my train of thought. No, that's did, you, okay. did you notice that? Yeah. It's
1: yeah. fine. <laughs> let, me, let me read this statement. I think this will help get you back on track. It says The proclamation of the gospel is empowered by prayer. The Spirit of God uses the word of God as we come to the throne of grace and ask God for his blessing. We must never separate the word of God from prayer because God has joined them together.
0: Amen. And I, and what happened was my brain went asleep. Yeah, yeah. The body was awake, but the brain went asleep. <laughs> the red eye will do that. That's to what you. you just heard just now. <laughs> but yeah, amen. So that, so again, so the gospel is empowered by prayer. The Spirit of God uses the Word of God as we come to the throne of grace and ask God for His blessing. So. Many times when, when we pray, we're praying the Word of God. So, you know, like, Lord, we, we the Bible says that you are for us, not against us, right? You would pray that because it's in the Word, right? You would pray the Word of God into circumstances. You would pray the Word of God into that. Remember when Jesus was tempted by Satan? he He used the Word of God to combat Satan. Right. If we do not read our Word, how could we proclaim the Word? We don't know it. Right. And and so the way that you know it is by reading it and studying it and meditating on it. And you know we say this probably every single podcast. But that's it, okay. Say it again. Yeah, it, it's this. It is the imperative truth. It's the ultimate truth for our life as Christians, as followers of Christ, that we need to know the Word of God. Amen. You know, there's a lot of churches out there that are that are preaching, you know, Bible five steps to this and so forth. But they're not really tre- pre- preaching the Word of God. They don't know. You know, where Ezekiel is. They don't understand that he's a major prophet. They don't understand that, you know, Moses was, you know, the covenant with Moses or what even that covenant was. And, 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 you know, and it's unfortunate. There's a lot of pastors that are teaching that are not teaching the full counsel of God, the context. But uh, I pray that if you read the Word of God, you get that in you, that you know the Word of God, and the Word of God then can set you free in all that you need, you know, and it gives you freedom in your life. That's what it does, right? Yeah. So that's my... Yeah,
1: brain. it's not the goal to get you in the Word of God, it's no. to get the Word of God in you, right? Yeah, keep
0: helping me, man, my brain, i tell you Right? <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> you're,
1: you're good, man. We're almost no, there. Right, We're almost good. there. So the last area of speech is, uh, we can be witnessing to the lost. So um, let me read Colossians four right. five and six again. It cool. says, "Walk in wisdom towards outsiders, making the best use of time. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person."
0: Yeah. So that and and again, so when Paul was walking with wisdom towards outsiders, he's he's ta- he's not talking about um, people of the faith. He's talking about non-believers. So what is that saying? So what does it mean to walk in wisdom? Thoughts? Yeah, we ta- I'm still struggling with this. We talked okay. about this this morning. Hopefully you're awake enough to carry us through this. But
1: <laughs> I, I think it goes back to, to me, it, a lot of it is goes back to the first point that we were talking about. Yeah. It, and just being the, what prayer is. Yeah, it's I mean, like it's a bookend. A con- yeah, yeah, it's a constant... Uh, attitude or mindset of being in a relationship w- with our creator and when when we separate he doesn't separate it when we separate that that connection you know we hang up the phone you know and disconnect the line then that the connection gets set off as Maybe, long as we're connected yeah we'll take care of
0: that all right so you remember when jesus the pharisees came to him and they gave him the coin and yes okay that yes. that was walking in the wisdom of god yeah that's brilliant yeah <laughs> That was walking in the wisdom of God. Whose image is on the Yeah, so it's like it's it's when we're in in the world and we're we're talking with people that are not understanding the things of God, they're just blinded to it. So we want to be in a position that we are walking in the wisdom of God, so that it's not I that speak, but Christ that speaks through me. And so that's where it is. And it's, you know, don't answer it because of your opinion. Don't answer it because this is how you feel. You know, you pray. So you, you pray in your spirit because you want to say, God, I want this to be good. I want to be able to speak your truth. I want to have your wisdom. I have your knowledge. And and then you and you answer things. It's it's amazing. Sometimes you you'll uh, someone will remind you of something that you said. And you'll go back and say, I said that? I didn't say that. It, and it's because the Holy Spirit was speaking for you. The Bible says that open your mouth and he will fill it. The Bible says the utterance of the Holy Spirit will come out inside of you. He says, don't worry about what you're going to say. Yeah, we fear that, right? Don't worry about what you're going to say. I will give you the things to say in the time that you need to say them. And if we are trusting and walking with the attitude of prayer, and as the person is speaking to us and in our spirit, we're praying for that person, we're listening to that person, we're asking God to give us wisdom to speak to that person, he will then say, here, let me see that coin. You say, what what, what is on what image is on this coin? And then you will have the wisdom of God. And what happened after that? What, what happened to those Pharisees and Sadducees? That says they went away and they dare not ask him another question. <laughs> the wisdom of God just brings truth it's a it's a mic drop boom
1: I like that that's a good picture Jesus dropping
0: the mic that's it all right man I wish we still had the video of that (laughs) so Jesus spoke with grace on his lips Luke 4 22 says and all wondered at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth so not only is there wisdom but there's a gracious wisdom there's wouldn't you want
1: people to say that about you
0: yeah like you have compassion. Yes. Like you're gentle. You're kind. You're you don't have a harsh word. And, but still speaking truth. Yeah. I have a confession. So like with my mom this this weekend, um, she dropped some truth to us, and she wanted us as our because my mom was there for the memorial, and um, I answered her, but not in a compassionate, gentle, loving way. And I'm gonna have to call you, mom, if you're listening to this. I'll call you and talk to you. But but I didn't answer her. I answered her kind of in a coarse way. And, um, and God, that's not of what Jesus would have done. Nope. No, he would have showed grace. He would have been gentle. He would have been kind. And um and so, again, it's, it, and I think now that just, that brings up a whole nother point. Sometimes the people that are closest to us are the people that get our wrath the most. I think that's very true. Yeah.
1: How how many of us strike out, you yeah. know, verbally at our wives or something, or we're just not kind, right? Yeah. It may be truthful, but... Who are not kind? We can and, say it with grace, and, and, and we don't. I don't know who first said it, but I heard Chris Hodges say it. Um, that you know, truth. What is it? Truth without kindness uh, is just mean. You know, yeah. and yeah. and kindness without truth is meaningless. Yeah. You know? So you, you need you need both.
0: Hmm. But I think that if we are if we're being obedient to the Lord, we're walking with Him, we're surrendered, we have the attitude of prayer. Um, Will be more likely to be filled that way, um, but again, I think we just have to. I think it's a matter of perspective. Our family, we need to look at them the same way Jesus does. I mean, we don't. We don't need to crit- criticize and see all their flaws because we know our family better than anybody else. We yep. know how fall how we fall short. Yep. And jesus sees our family members uh, perfectly he loves them perfectly and he desires for us to love them perfectly and he sees the good in each one of us and he focuses on the good but we have a tendency to focus in on the bad and uh, we try to control our family members that's the other thing that we try to do mm. we try to we you know, give them our opinion or try to control them you always do that you're always saying that <laughs> And um and I that's not what we want to do. Yeah, stay away from always and never. Yeah. So that brings us to the last point and it says what why did ball add seasoned with salt? You ever asked that? What the heck does that mean? What is seasoned with salt? Christine, could you answer that? <laughs> She's laughing a little Don't put there. her on the spot.
1: <laughs> Don't put me on the spot either. You have a great answer for this that I asked this question this morning. It Christ- means
0: I've been sitting in a bathtub full of Epsom salt. <laughs> <laughs> that would be seasoned with salt I uh, you know and when you when you read certain things like this and you come to this don't just pass it over so this is like one of those nuggets in the Bible that we really want to understand that's so
1: easy to do too you're just like oh I just need to get this chapter done don't do that all the time Stuff's gonna jump out at you when it does take the time to find out why did God make that jump out at you
0: I, we, Christine and I, because we do our devotions every day together, but we fail at this all the time. But there are times where we will spend literally a half hour just dissecting something to make sure that we fully understand it before we move on. And I highly recommend that. So this would be one of those. And so you know if, what I find? I'm sorry uh, to interrupt you,
1: but, and when you do that, the next. During that day or the next couple days, there's going to be an opportunity for you to share that. All the time. There's a reason God stopped you on that. Because All the time. He's gonna put somebody in your path that needs to hear it. So don't don't jump past that, man. Take your time, savor it. I mean, it's like it's like getting a hundred dollar steak and just rushing and just eating it as fast. That's as you can. it.
0: Savor yeah. it. Yeah. Savor it's the too word good. of God. Amen yeah i confess though so i i taught on this about three weeks ago so i kind of did a deep dive search on this so that's reason, that's kind of why i do know a little <laughs> bit more but i mean so as season salts this so i always i look at it this way so remember when jesus was with the woman at the well and he says that when you drink of this water you will never thirst again and she's like all right give me that water over and over again well jesus uh, is quenches the thirst jesus uh, when when you're seeking you know things in your life and you are and you need answers and you need wisdom you need knowledge or whatever whatever you're thirsty for whatever you're seeking God Jesus will answer will fulfill everything in your life he is he is everything that you need he he'll get you through whatever circumstance he'll get you through he'll bring whatever peace anything you could possibly think of Jesus is the answer he's he, that thirst that you have he fulfills that thirst well saltiness is, is what God gives us. Cause it says in the Bible that we are to the salt of the earth, the light of the light of the earth, salt and the light of the earth. And the way that we get saltiness is in obedience. So, you know, when you ask people a lot of times, so, well, how do you get salty? Well, you have to read, you have to, you know, the Holy spirit, all, those are all right answers, but it, it's, it's the next step. It's when you're reading the word of God and God presses upon your heart that, Hey, that's an area in your life that you need to adjust that's an area in your life that you need to be obedient. Maybe you need to be slow in your anger, or maybe you need to watch what you say. Maybe you need to have a little bit more wisdom or whatever he's pressing in. As you're reading the word, he's pricking your heart and is when I am then obedient in that. And then I implement that obedience in my walk, in my life and I'm transformed as it says in Romans 12, I then produce salt. And what happens when I'm around people? And so you you were just saying this, Bob, that you start sharing what you learn. You start sharing these truths with other people. You start talking about the goodness of God. You start talking about um, whatever's happened in your life so that he is glorified and that you're salty. And those people around you want what you have. They want that. They want that. Th- they're, they're They're thirsty at that time. And that is what it's talking about when we're salty, that they become thirsty, the world the people around to become thirsty, that they are seeking truth. They're th- they're seeking how to quench that thirst. And that is where we as followers of Christ, because we're obedient and salty, we then can point people to Jesus. And he is the author and finisher of all lives. He is the beginning and the end. He is the one that can quench that thirst. He is the one that can fulfill all the purposes that they've ever been wanting and seeking in their life. And so that is that is the salty part of it. I like it. Yeah. That's Good. Yeah. All right. All right, Christine, anything else? I, I like you, you I like you giving your two cents. That was awesome. All right. Well, let's just, let's close today. So Romans um, 10, 9 through 10 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. It is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. You know, it's, we talked about speech today. We talked about Um, you know, that, that we use our speech to pray and to bless people. We use our speech to proclaim God's word. We use our speech to, to witness to other people, but we also use our speech to confess our sins before God. And, and, and God is asking each and every one of us to continually repent of things that are not the very best in our life. You know there's maybe there's bad habits in our life maybe there's things that we are doing that is not taking us closer to God well God is saying confess right now confess that sin to him repent of that sin turn from that and in and, and draw near to Jesus and cry out to him and there's some people here today that it might be uh, listening that have never really truly given their life to the Lord and and you know we do this for the for you we you know, we, we call this podcast a Christian discipleship, but we also, our, our, our heart is that, that as many people can come into the kingdom of God as possible. And, and if you're listening to this and God has pricked your heart and God is, you know, the spirit of God is moving within you and you want to give your life to the Lord, it's very simple. It's very easy. It says, you just, you just have to cry out and say, God, forgive me. Lord I repent of my sin. I want to turn from the way that I used to I've done it my whole life. I want to do it your way, God. And 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 that's all you have to do. You just cry out and then just say, "God, I want to what is my next steps, God?" And God says, "Just be on your knees and worship me. Surrender your life to me. Open the word of God and 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 read John and and get involved in a church and and reach out to a pastor or or go find your a local bible believing church and if you if you need one you can call us and ask us to um help direct you and we can find one for you but it's 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 that simple and i and i and i you know there's you know if pastor barry is here he does a phenomenal job at, at closing this but it's, it's my, my, my heart is this. It, there's no specific prayer in the Bible that says, here, repeat after me. It, it doesn't say that anywhere in the Bible. But what it does say is that we need to repent of our sins. What it does say is that we need to turn from the way that we were going and follow Him. And that's, that is the simple truth. It's, it, it's not anything complicated and and i just pray if you're listening to this today that you would just do that and let me just pray for you and we'll end the show with this and lord i just thank you and i praise you we thank you god that you are good we thank you god that you are faithful that you are true we thank you lord that you love each and every one of us intimately we thank you lord that you desire fellowship with us lord who are we that you should love us god we are broken humble we are just a mess but god by your grace we are saved and so lord we are thankful for that and so lord whoever's listening to this i pray that you would just bless them that you would touch their lives right now i pray god that you would bring a fresh anointing upon them lord as they choose to be obedient as they choose to be salty god i pray that you would just bless their ministry i pray that you would bring them abundance of opportunity And God, as your word says, as they they walk humbly before you, that you would bless them exceedingly abundantly more than they possibly think and imagine. God, you are a good God. All you want to do is give us more. And Lord, I pray that we position ourselves to receive that more. I pray that we follow you the way that you desire for us to follow, that we're thankful. We know that your will is for us to be thankful in all circumstances. Help us to have eyes to see and ears to hear. And so, the Lord, to you we give glory and praise. We honor you. We worship you now in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Amen. Well, great job, Pete, and great show. I mean, I, I miss being in the studio. It's good to be yeah. back. So this was fun. Guys, uh, as you're listening, ladies and guys—I shouldn't just say guys. That's not cool. But uh, man, we'd love to hear from you. If you would comment on our Facebook or our YouTube page, um, you can find us at the Riot Podcast or on our website, theriotpodcast.co, and uh, find all the links there. If uh, you know, if you made the decision to follow Christ today, and man, we would just be really blessed to, to hear that. And you can share that with us. There's a there's a link right on the website where you can do that. So, uh, man, it's been an amazing. Uh, an uh, amazing time today yeah. and cannot we, we're coming up on thanksgiving pete thanksgiving next week yeah and we'll do a special thanksgiving show for you Can't guys wait. next week and i uh, really looking forward to that but uh i don't have anything else pete but have an amazing week of worship
0: yeah i'm just blessed guys have a have a great week and share this with everybody yes
1: yeah, share share yeah, share please share
0: we had uh christine christine was on our show about family something we have so many shares i don't know exactly the number but Yeah, share this, man. That's that's exciting when people are sharing it. All right. Be blessed, guys. Bye. Have a great week. This has been The Riot Podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please feel free to leave a comment and share it with your friends. See you back here next week for another episode of The Riot Podcast.